Welcome to the Gospel Truth Project Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cooper, and I'm joined here with my co-host. It's me, Dylan. All right, sweet. So how are you doing today, Dylan? Uh, doing good. Doing good as, uh, as I can be, so good. <laughs> I'm very excited that your uh, microphone quality is a lot better than it has been. Oh, yeah, you know, I figured maybe you actually get on the computer and do this instead of just, you know. <laughs> headphones on the phone right <laughs> show the um, dedication i have to the podcast right it's beautiful um i i kind of want to step into real quick uh just for people who are just listening to our podcast or just starting off um this this podcast talks on all things of this world and how we view it with the bible and through the eyes of a loving god um, there will be very sensitive topics and viewpoints that not all people will agree with, and that's okay, because we want to discuss. Um, we hope you continue to listen and understand more on the authenticity of the lifestyle of living like Christ. Um, I think I forgot to mention that in the very first episode of our podcast, which is like, you know, this is technically third episode. It is the third episode. and. Yeah. um we're just kind of going over that intro. <laughs> yeah, I think we we did not mention the first one, um, but no. the second one we we, we did. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. We're just you know, as Christians, we're called to be Christ-like and to be loving. Um, doesn't mean we can have an opinion on things. Uh, we're not here to, you know, start any fights, or anything. But you know, we just want to have an open dialogue and discuss. Well, you know, Jesus, the Bible, and all that. Yeah, I, I would say 2 Timothy 3.16 is kind of our standpoint. If you don't know what that is, it's all scriptures God-breathed, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error, and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage. And um, in my opinion, I think that verse kind of fits what we want to do is use it for growth and discussing. Yeah, and discussing because that's really important. It's like um, you're in a a position where you probably get questions all the time about (laughs) biblical things. Yeah, dealing with kids and ministry like that, that's always... uh get some good questions the kids you know they uh they don't hold anything back you know, they're not afraid to ask you know the stupid questions i know people say there's no such thing as stupid questions but there are there are <laughs> um I, I should know i ask a lot of them too uh even <laughs> in a pastor position i'm like uh yeah i'm like uh you know you just you say something that's like like why did i say that that was kind of dumb but it's like sometimes it puts a different light on it and it makes more sense Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, it's those the kids, man. The way they they ask those certain questions, like, well, Jesus was like, when he did this, like, what was that referring to? Yeah, yeah. I and think it's like, um, it's I go like, for it. I can't think of any examples right now, but I want to say there's one kid who was like, like, what do you? His name is Yeshua. It's like, well, I thought his mm-hmm. name was Jesus, and it's like we're just simply like. Oh no! Well, see, he wasn't. You know, he was Jewish, mm-hmm. so his Hebrew name was this, and and it's just things like that. You know, it's not everything's common knowledge, because like, especially if you've grown up in the church, 
things are oh there's Christianese that's spoken, and I think that's a another thing that people need to uh you know right like for new believers, if there's anybody out there like there's terms you'll hear that are like, ah, oh, that doesn't make sense because I was like a thing I asked the kids to do. I'm like, hey, I want you to um, try to explain this, but without using like, you know, oh, I was moved in the spirit. Like, mm-hmm. no, like, what does that mean? Describe that. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm ranting now, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I like that that um, w- w- that thing where I I've gotten a couple of times where it's like, well, isn't Jesus named Yeshua? Like, why are we saying Jesus? Well, mm-hmm. it's the same. It's the same thing. It's like when you translate things from one language to another language. Uh, for example, like if you go from uh, someone in Mexico named Juan and you come here in English, their name is John. Um, that was Dos. <laughs> that's oh. the, the next number. No. So, um, yeah, so it's just like John is their, is their name if you translate it. So it's the same kind of concept. And um, with Jesus' name mostly being mentioned in uh, New Testament under Greek, um, that name can be translated to Joshua or Jesus, both actual equally. Mm-hmm. Um, one person was telling me that they felt like it was important to understand what his real name is and call him only by his real name. But nowhere in the Bible does it preach or teach that if you don't use the name in original language, that that's a no-no. Because the Bible transcends time, and it's there to um, help you grow and learn and read and um, get to know him more, right? And so if that's the case, then if it was that important, it would be mentioned especially since knowing that there's so many different languages after the Tower of Babel and that whole story, it's not like it was a new thing that there was different languages. It was very well known and well played out. (laughs) Like, you ever try to read Hebrew or even speak it? Mm -hmm. There's no way I could do that. Um, (laughs) You know... It's like Shabbat Shalom, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh. I'm like, those are the easy ones. And there's like, you know, all the, you're spitting when you're talking. I can't, I can barely speak English. So, I mean, like, couldn't imagine trying to speak, you know. It's very strong consonants. And and it's, yeah, it's just, you read it from right to left. It's a lot of different ways to do it. Like, yeah, I agree. It's, It's a different language. And yeah, I don't think any, there, well, not even I don't think, but it's like there's nowhere in the Bible where it preaches. You must know him by his original name and the original language. And if you say it otherwise, then you're wrong. Like, that's not something. But that was just a side topic. We're going off track. Yeah. We'll get to that someday. <laughs> yeah. Um, we wanted to talk about um, last week. We mentioned we were going to talk about the Americanized gospel this week. Uh, we changed that. And the reason why we changed that is we started talking about what questions do we get on an often daily if not daily basis that we want to discuss because like i said at the beginning of this podcast we want to talk about these questions and and um bring not only light to them but to explore them to discuss them because if we're discussing them that means that we can 
uh, grow together. Like I might learn something or Dylan might learn something or whoever's listening might learn something. And that's kind of the point is that we want to discuss. So this week, instead of the Americanized gospel, which we will get to, that is one of our topics for this podcast, we are going to talk about salvation. Yeah. Salvation, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's, I figured uh, you wanted to just jump in and say something a, about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a huge one for me. Um, mm-hmm. Being in youth ministry, being in children's ministry. Um, oh, uh the youth, especially this generation, is just, I guess, I don't know if they're right below us or, like, two sets below us or what it is now. Um, but just the questions. Uh, I see a lot of uh, a lot of young kids, like, they are wanting to know. They're very curious about, about Christianity, uh, about what does this mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of them struggling, too. Like, well, I need to tangibleness um like i i I, like they're like i know and i i would i went to sunday school a few times it it makes sense i understand that i i want to believe it but like i don't know how to i don't know it doesn't make any sense because i can't physically see jesus i can't touch him and, you know, I yeah. brought up the whole, I'm like, I brought up, like, you know, well, when you were little, you believed in Santa, right? Right, yeah. You couldn't see him. No. You believed in him. But the only difference is that, you know, one of them is actually really real. Right. Um, yeah, there's a, there's actually a um, couple questions that I'm sure you get to. Like, what is salvation? How do I know I'm saved? What oh, do yeah. I do? Now save now what you know what yeah. do what what exactly does it mean? Am I always saved? What does that look like? And there's a there's a lot of those questions that I'm sure you get a lot more than I do, but it's still questions that we both get. Yeah, um, definitely, especially you know like well, like what are those people that like they know God but they don't choose to listen and then they accept them? Do they still go to heaven? Like yeah, one is what is it? Well, if, if Hitler knew God and he accepted Jesus, is he in heaven? I'm like, that's between those two people. I don't know. <laughs> like, we don't know everybody's relationship with Jesus. So I'm not going to pretend to know everybody's. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, right. And that's kind of what we're going to get into for this whole thing is um, is exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one thing right off the bat is um i wanted to talk about and see if you wanted to talk about what because like uh one of the verses that i get t- asked about a lot is matthew seven twenty one. Mm-hmm. uh it says not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but only he who does the will of my father who is in heaven which makes it sound like it's something you have to do right yeah. um as a as a kid myself i remember seeing that verse and talking about that verse and felt like i had to earn my place in heaven that yeah. i had to work towards it and that um that even though i think i'm christian i might not be saved because it says people who say that they'll they know him wouldn't always know him and it scared me because i i never understood what salvation was at that point and I think that starts us off with uh, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. 
Um, but first off, what do you what do you take as like what salvation is? Like, do you, do you see that as a question sometimes? Yeah, um, kind of like what you said. You know, I think people get caught up a lot in the works. Like, I think it also goes along with Matthew seven, uh, like twenty two. Because as many will say on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not drive out demons in mm-hmm. your name? Perform miracles? And right. he will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Be gone, evildoers. Like, I think people get caught up sometimes in the works. Like, oh, well, you know, I help out with uh, the coffee at church and the donuts. Mm-hmm. You know? And I do that out of, out of my heart. The kindness is like, okay. Like, also, I look at, too, like, when you're tithing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, well, God says I have to give 10%, so that's what I give. It, it's it's a heart thing. You're right. Like, me, you know, I I donate my time. I give my time to the church. I, um, you know, that's the way I can tithe besides just giving. And, like, it's... It's all with the action of your heart. Like, I do youth ministry because that's the way I, I love to serve the Lord. And that's the gift he's given me, so I'm going to use it. Like, you know, people get caught up and just like, oh, well, I'm doing this because that makes me a good person. And the good in the eyes of the right. Lord. And like it says, like, in, oh, I think it's yeah, 23. I'll tell you plainly, I never knew you. Mm-hmm. I remember being told that at a young age. I want to say it was my mom who said that. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I remember being told that by either you know my mom or grand my grand my grandma or something like that, and she had told me, yeah, it's like, you know, you know, you have to really be intentional. It's right. Not just doing it because you know, oh, because God likes us, so I'm gonna do that so I get to heaven. Right. I think it was Second uh, Corinthians nine seven that says each each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly under mm. any compulsion for God's love is a cheerful giver. Um, and, and I think the verse before that in six is that the, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. And it's the idea is that you're giving not just money, but you're giving your time, your effort. And, um, and I think a lot of times nowadays our excuses are, I don't have time. And nowadays we take that as, that's actually just you saying you don't want to. Because um, everybody has time. Ten minutes before you sleep, read the Bible. Like, it's that easy. Or if you're mm-hmm. home late and you're like, oh, I'm tired. You have time to sit there and read for five, ten minutes. Just to pray, get to closer to God. And you don't see that because they use people use that excuse I don't have time to do that stuff. Well, then your time management is in the wrong place because you're making an excuse to say, I don't want to, without saying, I don't want to. A hundred percent. Why do I keep saying that? But I think I'm just in agreement with you all the time on those type of things. <laughs> but go back to like oh. you want to let's go back to the salvation part of it because that, I think I think we kind of skipped over that really breezily. Yeah, we you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if we go back to uh, a good a good portion of this is in Ephesians two uh, eight through nine, it puts it very mm-hmm. straightforward. Um, for it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favor, drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved. 
actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved, gracious gift of God, not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his own salvation. Yeah. I think that's perfect, because that, that, that puts it really plainly, that it is by faith that we're saved, right? Yep. 100%. Um, ABCs, right. man. ABCs. ABCs. Like Acts, Acts 2, what is it? I think it's 38. Can you look that one up? Acts 2.38, or are you near, near your Bible or not? Yeah, I am. Let me see. Acts what? Uh, 2.38. I think that's the verse. 2.38? Yeah. Yeah, let me ask you a question real quick. Mm-hmm. I think it's when Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Something like that, yeah. In the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what I was looking for. When you mm-hmm. accept Jesus Christ, the gift of the Holy Spirit is given to you when you accept Jesus. And that's the difference. Um, a lot of, I, I would say a lot of people I've run into that say they're Christian are in this place of complacency where they're okay with just going to church, doing the works. They're just like, I go to church, I read my Bible, I uh, talk to people about Bible, they do the the miracles, they pray for people, whatever. And those are the people where it's talking about, I knew them not, is because when you truly accept Jesus and that he is what's best and that he is your savior, right? And you set aside your flesh, you turn away from your sinful ways, right? And when you do this, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, which is a sign that you are saved. So what it comes down to is what is the Holy Spirit? How do you know that you have the, the gift of the Holy Spirit? It's one of my favorite stuff to talk about. What about you? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot there. Um, well, one thing I was thinking about, I just backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about, you know, lack of time. People say, oh, not enough time. It really comes down to, like, what, like you were saying, the if you want it, you you know, you'll make it. Um, how often is, you know, is somebody on their phone on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube? Like, you're on there for at least, you know, a good while. Like, just even just to click on like the daily verse of the day mm-hmm. in the Bible app, you know, even it's not as easy as like just to read one verse, like it doesn't take more than you know a, a few minutes if you're a slow reader like I am, you know, then it's not, you know. I think, um, I was listening to this uh preacher and he was saying, uh, kind of like fall into what you're talking about, um. Because, you know, a lot of people say, end times are coming, you know, get closer to God. And mm-hmm. he was saying, live like uh, live like Christ isn't coming for hundreds of years and prepare like he's coming today. And Ooh. that's good because that pl- puts it plainly. Like if God was coming today and you for sure knew he was, 
Would you be skipping the Bible? Would you be skipping your time with him? Would you be pushing aside like, well, eh, it's fine. Or would you be like, I need to get into the word today. I need to read today. I need to pray today. I need to bless someone today. I need to do something today to interact with God and um, like basically disarm the flesh and what it wants, what it's striving to do. But know that God can come at any time and we don't know the time or the hour, but acting like it's today, but living like it's in a hundred years because you're not trying to like, I'm going to buy up these million dollar homes because it doesn't matter in the next, next couple of days. Like you don't want to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's kind of the point of it. Right. No, no. <laughs> um, I think uh, with, with you saying that it's the, there's a time management thing, which is very true. Um, I think it's Ephesians 5.15. Look carefully how, then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time given because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is, right? Um, mm. And uh, that's something important in that aspect is know that time is is very important that you understand what you can do with just a little bit of time in a day and make sure that God is priority in your life, um, no matter what you're doing. Very true. Well, now you- I'm like the days off are, you know, when you're not doing stuff is the easiest time mm-hmm. probably to spend time with the Lord. And it's also the most difficult time because you're like, oh wait, I don't have to do anything. Like yeah. today, I'm like today's like my day off, and I'm like, oh yeah, I know we're gonna record the podcast. I got you know youth group tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start, you know, I'm gonna you know get something going, you know, and right. I get going a little bit, and I'm like, oh, well, there's this over here, and then I'm like, oh, I just spent an hour just like cleaning the house because I just was like bored so I did that I'm like I mean that things <laughs> right. like, should have been done but you know right um, um yeah it's like uh Titus uh kind of kind of get back on track because it, it's true with yeah. time management like, we he saves better. us not because of righteous things we have done because of hmm. his mercy yes Titus 3 5 that's that's the one yeah. I was going to mention never rebirth and renewed by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm so that again one? It, yeah, so again, the Bible again talks about that new birth, spiritual transformation, regeneration, and renewing of the Holy Spirit by the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So we're renewed by the Holy Spirit. We know that that is what is showing you that you are saved or truly saved or not, because you're not just doing the works that you actually believe that Jesus is your Savior, and then he gifts you the Holy Spirit. And so with that, what does that look like? And we're going to go to my favorite verses, right? What's that going to be? Galatians. Galatians 5. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Galatians 5. Um, Now, if you ever read Galatians 5, in, in 16 on, it talks about keeping in step with the Spirit, right? Um, it even talks about it to a degree where in 16, it says walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, right? Because the desires of the flesh are against the spirit desires of the spirit are against the flesh. So they're opposing each other. Um, so you can't serve two 
masters, basically. You can't serve two different things. Um, and I think in 24, it mentions that saying that those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Um, so what does that look like? So the, the fruit of the spirit, when it talks about fruit, anytime, usually anytime the Bible says fruits, it's talking about the actions or the things that come out of those actions that you live by or your life, right? Or not like watermelon and, you know, cherries, strawberries. Right. (laughs) It's like actual things that come of the, your life, like things that you could see. So if I'm always like talking to Dylan and, um, you know, if he's having a bad day, and I talk to him, and he starts having a better day, that shows good fruit, If, in that sense. if or I leave more frustrated because I know I screwed up, and I know I'm just joking. <laughs> right, so there's a place of good fruit and bad fruit, in that sense. And that's what fruit means in the Bible. Um, but in 22, it says, The fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So all those things. So if you... If you're living life and you accepted Christ and you are showing love, love, joy, peace, patience, and all those things to people around you and you live that life, that's showing that the fruit of the Spirit is in you and that the Spirit of God has rested upon you because it's been gifted to you as part of your salvation, right? And that's, I think that's really important because that's a really easy tell. I call it the Christian test. It's to see if they're actually Christian or not. And you can see a lot of people, if they don't speak those things, then they're not of God. They haven't experienced the true um, the true taste, I guess, of the Holy Spirit. They haven't experienced mm-hmm. who God is and who Christ is and the love that Christ brings. If you truly experienced him, that is how you live your life. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a Christian litmus test, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think the next question we had was, what can I do? Right. Obviously we talked about, yeah, we talked about Mm -hmm. it and already saying like you, you accept him as Lord. Right. So how do you, how do you do that? Have you ever gotten that question? Like, how do I accept him? Oh, uh, you go, so, you know, your heart opening up your heart to receive. That's what I, what I, I normally say to open up your heart to receive the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like what is it? Romans ten, right? Uh, Romans ten nine, I think, is what you're 10, getting. At. Yeah. yeah, and it talks about um, declare yeah, with you the can mouth. Pull it up if you want to. Yeah, let me do that. Romans ten nine. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. Or is yep. it with your heart that you believe and justified? Yeah. If with your mouth you profess your faith and are saved. Mm-hmm. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. Yep. There is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who come on him. Call on him. Yep. Yeah. I think that's good to know because back in nine, when you first started, where it says confess, uh, acknowledge, and confess with your mouth that Jesus mm-hmm. is Lord. Jesus is Lord. If you look at what that is talking about in uh, original, uh, in this instance, Greek, because R- Romans was written in Greek, um, it is defined as recognizing His power, authority, and majesty as God. Right. 
and a lot of people, and, and you can see it with a lot of cults too, where they don't believe Jesus is God himself, right? And yeah. the point of that is that you're acknowledging and confessing that Jesus is Lord and recognizing his power, authority, and majesty as God, right? I think that's really an important um, d- distinguishment because um, we see that a lot <laughs> with with people coming forward or and saying, oh, no, Jesus was a prophet. Oh, no, Jesus was, oh, you yeah. know, a really good man. He was the first <laughs> man. Yeah. Um, that right so, there is the other one. Mm-hmm. Just, it's like, okay, if he was just a man, then, like, I just, uh, you know, that's another episode. yeah we can go into that too like next week maybe that's our continuation for next week you know um so uh there was there was something i think um it's important to know that that doesn't mean that now that we know that salvation isn't earned that's not through works that doesn't mean we don't do works i think that's important what do you think yeah it's very important because it's you know it's it's a relationship, and mm-hmm. I can't think of the words uh, to put it yet right now. James twenty, uh, James two twenty to twenty four puts it pretty well. Um, it says, "But are you willing to recognize, you foolish, spiritually shallow person, that faith without good works is useless?" Was our father Abraham not shown to be justified by works of obedience, which expressed his faith when he offered Isaac, his son on the altar as a sacrifice to God. You see that his faith was working together with his works as a result of the works. His faith was completed, reaching its maturity when he expressed his faith through obedience. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God and this faith was credited to him by God and by righteousness and conformity to his will. As he was called the friend of God, you see that a man, a believer, is justified by works, not by faith alone, right? This is an act of obedience as a born-again believer revealing his faith, right? And what does that mean? Well, if we go back to Galatians 5 and see the fruits of the Spirit, we can see it says in verse 23, um, when it talks about the things I talked about, like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, it says against such things there are no law because the fruits of the Spirit help you do things, right? Um, I may oh, yeah. have more compassion towards somebody that I didn't have to before. I may be more forgiving. I'll be more patient with people that I weren't, wasn't patient with before. Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like that's definitely a good... <laughs> I have to shout out to Jesus or, you know, the Holy Spirit, they're mm-hmm. all in three in one. Um, but, like, especially with children and youth ministry, patience is a big one. Um, right. Because if you don't have patience, man, there's times you're just like, I'm about to crack some skulls right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> about to look like Jesus up in the temple real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean... I mean, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely where I think I have it, but then there's also testing of the patients, you know. When you get home, it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, that's what I think family is given to you on purpose to test your faith. And, yeah. <laughs> to test your walk. Um, you know, you got your siblings, your parents, everybody knows how to push buttons. And sometimes it's real easy to love them, and other times it's, well, it's rough. Mm-hmm. But, you know. I, I think, think. Yeah. I think. Um, so I just read James 2 20 to 24. Um, if you haven't read James, just read James. But this your is something book. interesting. It, it is. It is I'm definitely my favorite book. <laughs> and um, before verse 20 and 14 on upward to 20, um, this is where a lot of people and a lot of different sects of like uh, SEC, like um, mm-hmm. I guess do- denominations of christian even um you can see some cults even preach this too is that if you don't do works then you're not truly saved right um they they pull james too they they pull james too all the time and say look james too says if your face without works is dead so you got to do works too so you have to follow these rules blah 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 so what does it actually say let's get into it because in james two fourteen. It says, what is the benefit, my fellow believers, if someone claims to have faith but has no good works as evidence? Can that kind of faith save him? No, a mere claim of faith is not sufficient. Genuine faith produces good works. If a brother or sister is without adequate clothing and lacks enough food for each day, and one of you says to him, ah, go in peace, like pray for you. Keep warm, feed yourselves, and he does not give them necessities for the body. What good does that do? So, two, faith, if it does not have works to back it up, it by itself is dead and inoperative and ineffective. So, this this is, it's better to know that when it's talking this point, it's not saying that if you have, like, you got to do works now. Oh, you're saved? Do the works. No. It's saying that it will come, right? Genuine faith produces good works. Because that's what the Holy Spirit's there, right? You see stuff through the eyes of the Holy Spirit. And by saying that, it means that, you know, if I'm at a gas station, there's a homeless man. He comes up, say, hey, do you got change? And if I look at him, most people are like, I don't know if this is safe or not. Uh, 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 I'm getting the car and run off. And mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit, I may look at him and say, hey, brother. Like, what do you need? Do you need food? Do you need water? Like, can I get you food? Yeah. Can I get you snacks? Can I, can I help you? Because I have the means to help you. What, what do you need? And you help them. That's the difference. Because that right there is a good work. But does that mean that I did it because I wanted to do good works? I did it because I genuinely care for this other person that is a brother or sister in Christ. Because that's how the Holy Spirit is has shown me what he does for me so i want to show that to others not because it's the righteous thing to do not because it's the boast my own like boost my own ego or so i could boast later it's so that i can do the right thing that christ has called me to do because i genuinely want to do it yeah um i I don't know i don't know that verse you probably do i just i was thinking of the verse that talks about you know if your cup is full but you deny your brother you know, water. Um, cup is full. 
Um, I know like the food reference. I know like the you talk about like the my my cup runneth over kind of thing. Like the I come, yeah, like your cup is full, but you offer your you know your brother asked us ask for a glass of water or some water or some food, and you deny him, and your cup is full. Actually, I don't know that that verse off the top of my head. No, I was. I know that because I know that that's. Um, I know Psalms twenty three five says something about cup overflow. But I don't know if that is because um, uh, that one's like you prepared a table in the presence of my enemies, you anointed my head with oil, my cup overflows, kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, we're back on topic. I was listening to a No Big Deal today, mm-hmm. a rapper, a Christian rapper, and I he's like, how are you going to deny your brother? water when your cup is full i'm like oh that's a ver- what verse is that i think they were just saying it because it could be i'm like when i'm sitting there i'm like ah i i should have looked it up but because i know that it's referenced like you 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 know give your coat if you have two kind of thing and like if you have food give it if you take care of the person right um because that's really important yeah um right now (laughs) so um kind of get back on that track of faith and uh works and stuff you got uh i don't know if have you read much of hebrews hebrews yeah i've I've read it good coffee (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's good stuff Um, but no, for coffee shop. Just right, it's not like I haven't seen many coffee shops called Hebrews. I don't, I don't think I've seen one. And you just got to go up to Reading; they're everywhere. So. Oh. <laughs> um. So something interesting in there as well. Hebrews eleven six. Um. But without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please Him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. And um, this, this refers a lot to um, spiritual rewards. And usually when it's talking about God's rewards, it's spiritual. And the Holy Spirit is that, that gift, right? That's the whole point of the gift and salvation is that it's, it's a gift by his grace and mercy. And that's kind of part of it because we feel those things from the Holy Spirit as well, not just reflect those things through fruits, like doing things, but we we feel love, joy, peace, and patience. You know, we feel those things as a constant. Like if I'm having a really bad day, I can just breathe and know that the Holy Spirit's there to make my my mood right and my feelings correct because my heart is not in the right place because my yeah, flesh is not in the right place. Though. It's not. That's what the Holy Spirit's for, not me. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think it comes back to last week's with podcast where we were talking about prosperity. It's like, well, if you're not feeling this, you're not doing good enough. I do not mean to say that at all. Uh, oh, no. po- point being is that it's that reliance and continuously going to God rather than saying, "Ugh, I don't feel it today. I'm going to go drink like all the whiskey in my fridge or something." You know, like finding alternatives Your to fridge? take care of that. Your fridge, that's okay. Huh. Freezer. You know, that's for big heavy drinkers. Uh, uh, 
Right. So, yeah. clip this out of, like, you know, contents and get me in trouble. Right, right. Get every, <laughs> all, all of us in trouble. It's great. You more so, but... <laughs> oh, God, I, I just... Side story now, because I was thinking of... I remember when I was... Mm. I had my appendix removed years ago. They're like, how often do you drink? I'm like, once or twice. They're like, a day... A week? A day? I, like, what? I'm like, oh, maybe a month. They're like, okay, does not drink. And they go down the line, smoking, sex. I'm like, well, the sex was like, nope. And then, right. uh, you know, yeah. cigars. Like, oh, one time, you know, like when <clears> one of us was like 18 or whatever. Like, yeah, I had one like twice. Like, okay, he doesn't do any of that stuff. He's good. He's clean. Right. <laughs> so, like, wrong with this guy? Why doesn't he do anything? I'm like, I'm built different. Well, that's what Romans eight twenty six talks about, right? Once you're yep. saved, you get to get the Holy Spirit, and then when you have the Holy Spirit, verse uh, Romans eight twenty six talks about it. it. Says likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Right. I. I I know this is talking about prayer and like when you're dealing with stuff, but this is a good point to where if you're going through something and like I was saying before, if you're having a bad day and you just can't take it, you, you, you let the spirit help you through your weakness, know what to pray. And you know, that's exactly what it says there. He'll intercede for you. If it's too, like too hard to explain or too hard to get into or deal with in that, point and he's there for help it's an assist like assist like hey i'm here that's the gift of the holy spirit and if you go into like the hebrew uh no and this one is still greek so if you go into greek words when it's talking about like but the spirit himself intercedes the spirit himself if you read the the translations for it, it's the spirit himself knows our need and at the right time intercedes on our behalf so it comes down to timing and it's his time, not ours, which we talked about last week in the garden of Yosemite where Jesus was like, I don't want to do this, but your will be done. <laughs> not <Yep>. mine. <laughs> we talked about that one. It is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like even, even Jesus himself is like, Hey, like, you know, do I have to, like, can you help me out here? Even Jesus was afraid and in the sense of like, oh, yeah. he did not want to deal with what was coming. And he even went to God and was like, please don't let me do this. It's going to be insane. To be tortured. Right. For that long and that brutal and knew yeah, that he was going to survive death. through it like, to be hung, hung on the cross. It's just, yeah. It's insane. The fact that he, you know, I'd be, I'd be trying to make a deal too. Like, hey, right. hey, hey, man, uh, are you sure? Yeah. And the fact that, you know, even after being told no, you know, he could have easily mm -hmm. just ran away. Done, you know, ran, gone somewhere else, but he still went through all that pain and suffering so that we may be saved. That we may have salvation mm -hmm. and have eternal life with God. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Right, right. And one of these episodes, we need to, we will need to talk about heaven in, in its sense because 
So there's a lot of debate about what heaven is and what that looks like. And the Bible's pretty pretty visual. Yeah. And all um, I know is there's gonna be that awesome feast. I'm totally down for that. <laughs> I'm always down for food. And, and I mean there's gonna be <laughs> the lost colors. Mm-hmm. Because like, we can only what, see certain colors. I'm like, is that ultraviolet? We're gonna be seeing ultraviolet too? Like I'm pumped for that's gonna be so cool. Yeah, they, I mean, scientists are able to measure color spectrum and know that we we do not see the full color, like everything color. So trying to imagine, kind of like get to like the weakness of human human uh, brains is try to create a new color in your mind. See I, how I, well that I've goes. I've tried it so many times. It's physically impossible. Right? It's just like you you think you do. But your brain can recollect just colors that you've seen. So, like, no, that's lavender. Dang it! Right. <laughs> that's puce. Right. Um, no, I was told that puce isn't pink. Once. I I I'm just like name me the green, blue, pink, purple. I'm good with that. It's just another version of purple or another version of pink. <laughs> yeah, that's not what your wife said. Yeah, because she'll she'll go into like, no, that's this color or this color. And I'm Pierce like, this is that, not pink, Della. I'm like, right. I'm like, you tell me why at your wedding. <laughs> it was a pink tie. <laughs> it's funny because years later, she's like, yeah, it was pink. I'm like, thank you for anybody not in on this inside joke. Our um, my wedding, the best men and the the groomsmen all had to wear pink tie, and um, we were told that it was uh, puce. Oh yes, it was, yeah. Your, your wife but it was, was pink. Very much, it, it was definitely it is, pink. It is not pink. It is puce. I'm going it's, like, for for what you want. For a simple man mind, it was pink. <laughs> so, so you could you could look at a dog and tell me, oh, that's not a dog. That's a uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a very fine canine with this paperwork and all this and selected <laughs> breeding of this. I'm like, like it. End of the day, it's still a dog. Yeah, it's still a dog. Yeah, no, I got you. I'm with you. I like okay. Right, it was pink. (laughs) I I just we digress, but yeah. Um, I so kind of wrapping things up slowly. Um, I definitely recommend. Like we already touched up on at the beginning. I think we did. Um, Bible's there for reproof and revision, like reading, right, and for strengthening. We talked about that, and I think that's important because that's that's to get you closer to God. And um, the only verse I wanted to share, um, I think it was one more. Let me see. I think it two, was... two. That Second uh, Timothy three sixteen was one of them. Um. Mm-hmm. All scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin. Which is, this is versus the one I talked about earlier. I thought so. Um, for correction of error and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly, privately, behaving honorably, with personal integrity and moral courage. Now, that was one of the verses I wanted to touch up on. And the other one I wanted to bring up real quick was this because this this could start up our next episode potentially just in general um john 1 1 off the top of your head are you familiar with it no not at all isn't it uh okay in the beginning 
Yes. So John yep. 1, 1. In the beginning before all time was the word who was Christ and the word was with God and the word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him. Without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. And in him was life and the power to bestow life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines on in the darkness. And the darkness did not understand it or overpower it or appropriate it or absorb it and is unreceptive to it. I think that's really important is because this is talking about the word, right? The word was God, was with God, and through the word is what everything was created. And the word is also translated as Christ. Jesus was there from the beginning of all eternity as as the word. And the word was brought to life, right? And... um. So in verse 10, it comes back to mention this, and it says, He, Christ, was in the world, and through the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him, right? And I think this is, if you read this, like I, I 100% recommend reading through because it gets to like 14. It says, The word, Christ, became flesh and lived among us, and we actually saw his glory and glory as belongs to the one and only begotten Son of the Father, the Son who is truly unique and the only one of his kind who is full of grace, grace and truth and absolutely free of deception, right? And I think this is interesting because a lot of people are like, oh, the Bible is separate. Well, we know, like I just read in, in uh, Timothy, the, <clears throat> you know, I'm very tired, but <laughs> it was in, um, and he was on the cross. Come on, dude. Right, right, right. Second <laughs> <laughs> um, Timothy 3.16. It took me a second there. Second Timothy 3.16, where it said all scriptures breathed out, God breathed, right? And um, when you get to the scripture and what we call the word, the word was God. So, and the word was made in the flesh, which was Jesus. So when we're reading the Bible, that's why we, you hear those terms that it's the living word. It's the living, it's the living and breathing word. And that's because Jesus, to get closer to him, you're reading about him, through him, and experience him by reading and knowing and understanding who he is. And um, uh, I recommend to anybody listening, don't just read at face value. It's so easy to pick up the message the message, and just read the message or pick up NIV and just read the NIV. And you, you miss out on a lot of, I would say, meat of the context sometimes where um, it could be more... And to, like more inform informative if you read into other stuff. Like I like going between the message, ESV, and Amplified, and then doing those three are what we are able to do. To um, like for me, I read those three because the message puts it in plain terms to for anybody to understand. Easy way for me to discuss it with others. Oh, yeah. And then you have 
the ESV, which has a little bit more meat to it, where it's talking about like what the Bible was actually saying. And then Amplified, where it just takes it and extends it as much as possible because Hebrew and Greek language, when you say one word, it means a lot more than just that. It means oh, like yeah. it has a lot more context. And Amplified adds like the fullness of the context. And then but can't really be hard to read sometimes. Really <laughs> so if you really want to, you know, just simplify even more you just you read the hawaiian the pigeon english <laughs> right or the that is, <laughs> the so, uh, yeah i mean i always find it then you know yeah just i mean just reading it in general read it read it somehow like yeah agreed um, just i you actually real quick question have you heard about step step bible app I have not heard of Step Bible app. Oh, okay. So it's really cool. Um, you can actually like click on it, and it will give you. You can click on the words. It'll give you the Greek and like, uh, and the he like Hebrew like the backing behind the word. Mm-hmm. To show it to you sometime. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's really cool. That if you there's yeah. other apps like uh, My Sword. There's mm. apps like Strong Concordance, which helps you understand more of the words themselves and actually read the original translations for the Greek and Hebrew words. Very helpful if you really want to get into studying. Recommend it, obviously. Um, the more you study, the less you can be deceived. Mm. Straight and simple. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like what you said. I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Mufasa, give me chills. Ooh. Mufasa. Ooh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you want homework, recommend reading Galatians 5, John 1, and uh, Titus. Just read old Titus. Some people yeah. skip it because they don't like what Titus says, it's and short. it's fantastic. You it because you flipped the page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll make sure. I think we'll, Jason, you'll do it. I, I probably won't remember. Uh, we can post that onto the Discord. That way, you guys, if you guys can do the homework, you guys can read it, leave comments there. I will post it to the Twitter as well. Um, to the Twitter, if you guys listening, you want it, that's podcast. It's at podcast GTP. Um, that's, yeah. Yep, on Twitter. Truth Project, our project podcast. So go ahead, you guys can follow us there. Um, give us a follow. And uh, we'll have that posted there so that way you can. Uh, do the homework, leave comments uh, of what you guys may would like to hear. Uh, any prayer requests as well would be awesome. Yep. The biggest, the biggest thing that you could do to help out this podcast is literally just download the episodes. That's literally the biggest thing. Um, if you don't know how podcasts work, the more people that download the podcast to save it for later or just download it in general, um, it's all reported back and it shows that this podcast being listened to and it pushes it up to the top for more people to hear it. And honestly, we just want more people to listen and hear and, and hopefully learn something. And then once we get more people, our Twitter is going to be open for people to at with questions, Christians, non-Christians alike, other religions. We want to talk and discuss, and we want to get into really nitty gritty stuff that people will deal with within every day. Uh, when it comes down to what they are thinking, what they're going through, what they're thinking question-wise and what they're challenging. And we want to we walk through it with you and be able to talk and discuss with you. Yeah. Just, you know, this whole thing, since the conception of it all, 
has been this to push the gospel to reach people. And uh, that's that's the goal, is to reach people who maybe don't know. I have questions who want to grow in their faith. Just you know, are curious. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You want to finish it off with praying? Yeah, I was going to ask if I could. Go for uh, it. Well, first thing I want to do is that anybody out there is listening, if you don't, if you haven't accepted Christ into your heart, I just uh, pray right now with you that if you decide to make the decision, that you would just uh, ask God to come to your life, you would accept him, that you would believe that he died for your sins, and know that we have, all of us have sinned, all fallen short of the glory of God. He has forgiven us for our trespasses. I just pray that you just a blessing over everyone who's listening, Lord, those who want to support, Lord, who would like, just who need who need the gospel, Lord, for everyone, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for Jason, Lord, for I, and that you just keep us motivated, Lord, and keep us pursuing you so that we may be able to help other people pursue your word. I thank you in your name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> so we're going to end the podcast there. Um, it makes it pretty straight and forward and simple. Um, we look forward to seeing you all next week. And like we did this week, we'll see what the topic comes out to, right? <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. We Apparently, we like to go off the flow. And sometimes the flow of the Holy Spirit is different than what we want. Sometimes God's got a different plan, so you just got to go with the flow. Yep, amen to that. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll see you on the next episode of the podcast. Peace out. Flop. <laughs>